Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Patty Farmer is about to come on and blow your mind in terms of bringing in more revenue because of the relationship, because of you, who you're being, how you're connecting with people, how you're strategically marketing, how you're using media. This woman is a powerhouse, so you definitely want to stick around for this interview. Before we dive in, I want to say thank you for being here, for choosing to be and become your greatest possible self. I see you. I acknowledge you for taking one step at a time. That's how we create that success and truly you are living your purpose now. It's not somewhere you get to, not somewhere out there. You are living your purpose. So give yourself a little, little pat on the back because you're on the journey. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing, okay? Next up is our iTunes review of the week. P. Coley says, great podcast, informative and educational. Love the energy and the effort that goes into this marathon. Tune in and see what I am talking about. P. Coley, thank you so much for that review. If you want a chance to get shouted out, on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. I love that feedback. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button. Keep getting all the latest and greatest of becoming your greatest possible self. Keep growing yourself and keep getting amazing interviews like the one we're about to do with Patty in just a few minutes. I'm going to introduce Patty in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes. This is going to be a power-packed hour of interview with Patty. So stick around all the way through to the end because one idea can change everything for you. Patty Farmer is an award-winning marketing and media strategist, international speaker, podcast host, magazine publisher, event producer, and best-selling author specializing in marketing and media strategies and works with small business owners, entrepreneurs, and speakers to attract and convert their ideal clients so they can make a bigger impact in the world and an even bigger deposits in their bank account. Hallelujah! She has created a network of 100,000-plus connections while teaching thousands of entrepreneurs to connect, collaborate, and convert in less time and make more money while designing the lifestyle that they want to live. Patty believes we all have a message, and her mission is to help them master, market, and monetize that message in a way that creates transformation for both them and their clients. And we are blessed to have this epic opportunity for a conversation. Patty, you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I am. I'm so excited. 12-hour marathon. Like, let's do that. <laughs> let's, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Patty. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We're going to have a blast today on, on today's show. We're going to dive right in. The theme today is home is blank. What does home mean for you, Patty? Home is relationships. It's all Ooh. about my tribe and the relationships that I have built. Yeah. For sure. Amen. Amen. I love it, Patty. This is great. So relationships, we're going to be diving into how to really connect in relationships, the value of relationships, and how that's been such a big part of, of your journey in a second. Before that, tell us a little bit more about the, the marketing and media strategy that you do for your clients today. Tell us a little bit more about that. So for me, it's really all about helping them to master their marketing, 
leverage the media and monetizing their business, right? Those three things are key. So my favorite words are leverage, strategy, and monetize. Yes. Because you've got to be able to do all three of those. One of them is good, two's okay, but three, home run. Let's go. We're going for the home run here, Patty. Before we dive any further in that direction, let's go back in your journey. How did you get involved in marketing and media and, and strategy? Where did it all begin for you? So it all began in marketing first. So I've always really loved marketing. Um, my family always used to say that when I'm looking off, you know how like when people kind of look off, they're like, what are you looking at? Oh, I'm looking at, look at that great marketing they're doing right there, right? <laughs> and so I've always just been fascinated yeah. by how people really become an authority. Because, you know, Chris, it's one thing to be an expert, mm. but are you an authority, mm. right? Can you persuade people to make a decision and specifically, uh, you know, a monetary decision, right? Yep. That's what's really important. So it's always fascinated me to do that. And early on, I was in the mortgage industry. And I did marketing too. And believe me, I had three days a week I did mortgage, two days a week I did marketing, and the next week I switched them. Mm. And so I loved doing the marketing first. That was like really the thing I loved because I couldn't believe how many people worked on their business and did things and had no idea mm. how to market their business. Yep. So for me, that really is what happened. And then in 2008, we all know what happened in the mortgage industry yep. in 2008. And right about that time, my husband came home one day and said, we're moving to Dallas. I lived in Las Vegas. And all of a sudden, here I was in a town that I knew no one. Wow. And I was having this little bit of a pity party going, what am I going to do? I'm in a town where I don't know anybody. And all of a sudden, I had the biggest aha moment. And I thought, Patty, you live in the Dallas Metroplex mm. and you don't know anybody and you're in the people business. Not B2B, not B2C, but P2P, right? You're in the people to people business. Yeah. And I got up and I walked to the refrigerator and I wrote on a post-it note, 100,000. And my husband came home and he said, what's this? I said, that's 100,000. I'm going to make $100,000 knowing 100,000 people, and I'm going to do it in a year. I did it in nine months. It was wow. a lot of work. And that's when I really realized that if you build relationships and you build them on service, it'll also be your retirement account. Oh, my goodness. Patty, I love it. Um, for someone out there who is is not, let's say you, you went to this new place, right? New Dallas. You, you were in Vegas. You moved to Dallas. And you had this need, so to speak, to, to, to create this impact and connections with 100,000 people and create $100,000. You did it in nine months, which is freaking awesome. For someone in the audience who's listening right now, what can they do to really achieve that kind of a, a connection rate or, you know, what's important for them to know to be able to grow themselves in their business? What did, what did you do in those months? So here's the number one thing that I'm going to say. I hope people are writing this down. So the most important thing I believe is to lead with contribution and compensation will follow, yeah. right? It's all about serve, not sell. Yeah. Sales will happen. Compensation will happen but you really need to be able to lead with contribution. So I went into it from day one, mm. knowing that when I'm showing up in somebody else's town, right, and nobody even knows me, I needed to serve first. Yep. So that was what was really important to me to build relationships was really to be able to come with a service heart mm. and how could I leave people better than when I first showed up. So that was really what was important to me and it works. Wow. 
So what I hear when I when I hear that, and I want to hear your interpretation of this, I hear um, if I want to go, if I want to be in someone's good graces, I can go promote their products or their services, right? Like for, for me, I have an audience. I can share th what they're working on, and they will see value in that. Um, and I could even, quote unquote, sell what they have to offer, and that would bring them business and things like that. Um, is that what you mean? And is there other ways to contribute to people other than promoting what they have to offer? Um, how, how do you go about contributing? What does that really mean for, for someone who's listening? So for me, a lot of time is when people are out there networking, mm -hmm. right? A lot of times people just are waiting for people to pause so that they can talk, right? Because they want to tell them about their business. But the reality really is what is the value that I can bring to them? Yeah. And I feel like for me, the biggest value that I can bring is to introduce them to other people. So yeah. the most important thing is to be able to ask questions, the right questions. Yep. So I'm going to tell you the right questions. Mm -hmm. People can spend a lot of time and, well, you may find this funny like most people do, but haven't you ever gone to a coffee shop and had coffee with someone and walked out of there and thought, wow, there's 90 minutes of my life. I'll never get back. <laughs> right. We all have. <laughs> But the reason why we have is because we didn't do the work yeah. first. You know, I know it's kind of old school. I built my business networking, but the reality really is, Chris, that you need to do some of the work up front yeah. mm -hmm. before you go to the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. And so I have to tell you, I have a series of questions that I ask, three to be exact, and a bonus one if we're in person. Mm -hmm. And I will know everything I need to do before I ever, ever meet with them in person. For coffee or even virtual coffee really you have to know the answers to the questions people just want to sit and talk about just inconsequential stuff that's not what's important you don't mm. serve them doing that you may be mm. funny and interesting but the reality is if your goal is to serve them yes then you really need to be able to ask them questions that then will enable you to do so Wow. Sounds like the, the three questions that if everyone knew in the entire world and was actively asking, we would live in a much different world, Patty. <laughs> absolutely would. I tell people I can talk to someone for five minutes and know exactly what we need to do next. Dang. Let's, let's hear these questions. What are these questions, Patty? Fire. Okay. So question number one. First, it's always important to know what not to do, right? Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what not to do. And then I'm going to tell you the three questions. Okay. So the question I'm going to tell you not to do, and everybody does it, and I'm going to ask everybody to take an eraser and just kind of erase <laughs> this question right now, is to stop asking this question. So what do you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question everybody asks everybody, right? But when you do that and you mm -hmm. ask them, it's like a trigger. All of a sudden, they start telling you blah, blah, blah. Wow. And then when they run out of stuff, they go into sales mode. Ugh. And they haven't even just known you for like two minutes. So here's better questions. Okay, so you ready? I'm ready. So the first question, instead of what do you do, should be who do you serve? Oof. So now here's the thing. If I'm asking you who you serve, it's taking it off for you. And now it's all about the people that you serve. Mm. And what you should be doing then when you ask someone that is listening, it's always a good thing, right? Listen to what they say and ask yourself, Wow, do I serve any of them? Mm. Right? And let's just talk about that. So really quickly. So if you do, this is a great opportunity. If you serve a few of them, maybe you should be thinking, oh, there might be some opportunities that I'm missing there. Mm. And if a worst case scenario, you don't serve anybody that they serve, mm. 
this is an opportunity for you to serve your network because someone in your network serves them too. So mm -hmm. it is a win-win all the way around to know who someone serves. So that's question number one. Okay, so question number two is this. So Chris, I know a lot of people. If I was gonna tell them about you, what would you want me to tell them? Because here's what happens now. Now we're not just gonna talk about inconsequential stuff. Now you're gonna tell me the value you bring to the marketplace. Because you want me to tell people, right? Yep. So now you're gonna tell me that. So in two questions, I know one, I know who you serve, two, I know the value you bring to the marketplace, right? So those are two good things, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the third question is, what do you do differently than everybody else in your industry? Mm. What's your differentiator? So the thing for me is this, and sometimes people will be like, well, I don't know, Patty, I'm a realtor, and who doesn't know 10 or 20 of them, mm. right? And I said, well, there's surely something you do different, and here is an example. Um, I said to a realtor once, I said, well, surely you do something different. Tell me about it. And she said, oh, well, before I became a realtor, I worked for a builder. Mm. And I was in the negotiation department. And I thought to myself, well, if I was going to hire a realtor, wouldn't you want to have a realtor who knew every single thing a builder could negotiate on and everything they couldn't? That was a differentiator. Wow. So you should know what your differentiator is, right? So let's kind of think about this. So if you knew who they serve, you knew the value they bring to the marketplace, and you knew what made them different than everybody else, kind of a whole different conversation yeah. than what do you do, right? Kind of changes that, right? And then this is the last question I ask. I'll ask it even if we're virtual, but it really works good when you're in person. And I'm literally going to say that this is going to be their biggest takeaway. This is my signature technique for follow-up. So if you do nothing else from this conversation, this is the thing you should take away from my conversation anyway, is this. So picture your business card. Mm -hmm. Everybody just picture your own business card. And each corner of that business card is going to reflect somewhere on social media. So my top right corner is LinkedIn. The bottom one is Facebook, Instagram, right? You know, so Twitter, whatever yours are. Yours yep. may be different than mine. Sure. So here's the last thing I say when I'm wrapping up the conversation. I'll say, so Chris, What's your favorite social media platform? Where do you like to hang out? Hmm. And you'll tell me. And when I walk away, I will fold your card in the corner that is applicable to what you just said. So now when I go home, I don't need to go connect with you on five different social media platforms. Hmm. I only need to connect with you on the one you just told me is where you hang out. So it doesn't matter if you spend all day on Facebook, if the person that you want to talk to spends all their time on Twitter. Yeah. So think about a whole stack of business cards you may have. And if you went home, your call to action was just to connect with them in that one place that they told you they hang out. Wow. You know the answer to these questions and you know where they hang out. I did that in five minutes, changes the whole way to do business and follow up. What do you think? Wow, this is this is gold, Patty. I love it. So I want to recap those. Everyone, you better be writing these questions down. Number one, 
Who do you serve? Like, what a powerful question to really get intimately connected with someone's like ideal audience. And if they're good enough, they know themselves and their business well enough. When they say someone, it should pop someone into your mind, right? Like, that's that's the idea of, of answering that question: is who can I connect you with? How can I how can I be a resource to you? So it's like that contribution aspect that you were talking about earlier, Patty. Like, that's how you can really be a contribution if if someone pops into your mind as soon as they answer that question. Question. The second question, if I was, I know a lot of people, if I was going to tell them about you, what would you want me to tell them, right? That's, that's the basically like, what is your sales pitch? What's your differentiator? What's the thing that makes you different? And how can I add value to you by introducing you to people in my network? And I think it's a really powerful question. And then number three is, what's your favorite social media platform? And so you know how to best engage with people and how to interact with them in a way that makes them most fulfilled. That's the easiest to get to them, the easiest way to add value and build that relationship because you know where they love to hang out. So powerful. So, so you so think, powerful. so if you knew the answers to those questions, yeah. you would know whether you should have coffee. <laughs> mm. And not only that, you would also know like how the conversation would go. And you would know, do I have introductions that I can make for them? Yeah. And then here is how I wrap that all up with a bow. <laughs> now I know that information. And this is why nobody ever no-shows. I have a 100% success rate when people meet me for coffee. Nobody yeah. ever doesn't show. Yeah. And here's why. Because here's how I wrap that up. So say we're going to meet at a coffee shop on Friday. Okay. Right? So on Tuesday, I would send you a little message mm -hmm. and I would say, Oh, just want to confirm our meeting right on Friday for coffee. Yeah. And Chris, I have a question. When you write me back to confirm, could you please tell me who your ideal client is exactly who it is? Mm -hmm. Three people you would love to have introductions to this way before we meet, I'll have time to go through my contacts and I'll bring them with me when I come. Wow. Wow. So now they're going to come because they Dang. want to know who are those connections wow. and who are those people that I'm going to be able to introduce them to. And here's what should happen. What should happen is when they send that back, mm -hmm. and this is kind of telling if they do or don't in itself, yep. they should say, wow, Patty, that's just really great. Could you answer those same questions for me? Yes. And now you're going to show up so you know who they serve, the value they serve, what makes them different, where they hang out. Who their ideal client is and who they want introductions to, they asked you that same thing, and now you're going to sit down and talk about how we could possibly work together, Boom. make those connections, and it's a much better coffee experience all the way around. Wow, Patty, this is this is gold. I want to talk about something I think a lot of people struggle with, which is um, keeping track of all the conversations, all the relationships that they are building. What what has worked for you to really? stay organized, to stay connected, to stay in touch with people as you, you built your, your Rolodex, your, your contact list so big? Like, how did you stay connected with all these people? So I'll give you the simple, simple, easy one and then what I use. So what I use now, mm -hmm. what I use now is I actually have an app that okay. actually does that for me. So that's what I use now. Okay. But in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning... <laughs> Before we had all the technology, well, we had technology, but before we had this kind of technology, yeah, this is what I used to do. It's almost kind of funny when I'm thinking about it. Nobody's asked me this question in a long time. I used to get a recipe box, Ooh. You know, like one of the recipe box with ABC cards, and I would take their cards and put them in 
alphabetical order, but not by their name, because you don't always remember everybody's name by mm. industry. Mm. So if somebody said to me, oh, I want to be introduced to realtors, I just wow. have to go to R, take wow. out all the cards of the realtors, and now I had all the people that I could introduce them to. Wow. Pretty simplistic, very inexpensive, less than $5, yep. right? And that's how it worked for me. Because I knew I could remember their names, but I knew I could, you know, I just put them in by industry. Industry. And that really worked for me Boom. as far as from a referral thing. Now I kind of actually do it virtually too, yeah. Yeah. because um, when I meet people and we have coffee virtually, which is pretty much more right now at this point than in person, yeah. I have these questions. Know the answers yourself. Yep. Before you start asking these, because sometimes nobody's ever asked them that before. And they'll be like, oh, you go first. And you want to make sure that you know how to answer them. Mm -hmm. But I actually have it on a spreadsheet and I keep it on my desktop all the time. And when I get off the phone and I've typed in their answers. So every time somebody says to me, oh, I want to be introduced to X, Y, Z. When I get off the phone, I just pull up my little spreadsheet right there. Find all those people that they want to. And boom, the very next day. They've got, here's this introduction, here's this introduction, here's this introduction, and I can do it really fast. And they love me. And of course, reciprocity being what it is, like, man, Patty, what could I do for you? You're buying brain cells right there. Wow. Wow. This is gold. So where can people get started? You talked about doing cards. They can do that like as kind of really basic way. You could also do it in a spreadsheet. Like how do they know what to keep track of in, in someone's information? Um, I think, I don't know, do a lot of people overcomplicate it? Is that the biggest thing that stops them? I think don't... so. But again, remember when I talked about what was their favorite social media platform? Yeah, yeah. So basically for me, if somebody told me they like to hang out on Facebook and that's where they are all the time, and that was in my spreadsheet mm -hmm. and they wanted to be introduced to such and such and such, mm -hmm. I would go to those people and I do the introductions on Facebook because yeah. they just told me that's where they were. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think the thing to keep in mind though, and I think this is where people drop the ball mm -hmm. since we've gone this far is if you're going to do an introduction Make sure that you add their contact information to the introduction and the reason why you're making the introduction. Yep. I've had so many people say to me, oh, Patty, such and such, this person is so amazing and you're so amazing and you guys, I can just see the synergy and blah, blah, blah. But literally, <laughs> tell me why. Obviously, they thought of something, though, because they put us together. Yep. Tell us that so we have that seed of the reason of why. You want to. So now when we have a conversation, we at least have a place to start and not have to play a, you know, 10 minute, try to figure out for ourselves, why did you put us together, you know, type of thing. Tell people why. Hmm. I'm curious for, there's a lot of different strengths that people have. Some people are really good problem solving. Some people are really good with, you know, content creation, video, whatever. Some people are really good with marketing. Some people are, are really good with organization. Is this something, and keeping track of one's connections and contacts, is it something that is across the board, you, you believe that every entrepreneur especially should be doing? I absolutely do. And I have to tell you, there's five things I do. Like I do certain things every single day and it takes me less than 30 minutes. Mm. One of the things that I do every single day is I pass out virtually or in person, five business cards that aren't mine. Mm. That's good. That's my goal every single day is wow. to pass out five business cards of, that aren't mine. So yes. that's kind of a goal for me. Wow. And then some of the things I want to do introductions, I connect with five past strategic partners. So not necessarily clients, but okay. people who I have done business with, collaborated with on some 
way, justice. These are just kind of stay in touch, relationship building things, which basically means I send them a card. I handwrite cards every day. I have them right here next to my wow. desk. I send out five of them a day and I do not put my business card in. Wow. This is not about sales. This wow. is about relationship building. I think that's the biggest mistake people make is that they think everything has to be sales driven. The best way to make a sale is to serve. And so really you are doing sales. People want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. You know, they want to do business with people who they know remember something about them. You know, I take notes per se in that spreadsheet that I was talking about in the comments section. You know, if I'm going to go make an appointment with someone, they say, oh, I can't do it Thursday. My son has soccer practice or whatever. Mm -hmm. Guess what? The next time I talk to them, I'm busy. (laughs) Like I'm busy. And um, I mean, literally, I don't have a radio show and a magazine and speak and travel all over. I am very busy. But I just have to pull up my little spreadsheet. and It's going to say, oh, such and such. And I'll say, oh, how was Johnny's soccer practice? Mm. See, like, that's so simple. Listen to what people are saying. I think listening is really like what the biggest thing is. So collaboration is key. And how you really collaborate and build relationships with people is by listening to what they have to say in surfing. So it's how I built my business. And I think it is really important. And it's actually in everything I do as well. I love this. Patty, one of my biggest challenges has been um, being organized and consistent and structured with how I do these things. I, I know to send letters. I know to keep a spreadsheet of what people you know, say and like what comes up in conversations. How do you organize it personally in your day and make sure that you're, you're accountable to that? And how would you recommend someone starting off that habit? First of all, Google Drive is phenomenal for doing this. Like yes. it is a great tool yes. um, to use Google Drive. And I have to tell you some of the things that I do when I tell this to people, they're like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm telling you, people will say to me all the time, Patty, you're on social media all day. I'm like, no, not like 30 minutes a day. I just know how to be on social yes. media, you know, and how to build my relationships, right? And so one of the things that I do, this cracks people up when I tell them is how many times are you scrolling through your newsfeed, right? And somebody will share, you know, you'll see this blog or you'll see this tool mm-hmm. or this resource. And I'll think, oh, that kind of looks interesting, right? Every time that happens for me, mm-hmm. I have Google Drive open and I pop that into Google Drive wow. and I say what it is. And I have it done sort of like in a spreadsheet for what it is. So it's in a column that says what it is. Yeah. And then guess what? Three times a day, that's my goal, three times a day, while I'm scrolling and I'm hearing somebody in a Facebook group, in my news feed somewhere, Mm -hmm. somebody's talking about some problem that they have, and I'll say, oh, well, here's a blog post that I read about that. Here is a tool that I heard about that. How many times have you had somebody say something you're thinking, oh, wow, I just read that? Mm -hmm. Then you don't know where it is. You just know that you did. It brings it up for you. If you thought it was interesting, somebody else is going to think it's interesting too. So I just have them all listed. I'm going to tell you, it takes me less than 20 seconds for me to copy and paste that in there and say, hey, check out this article. It's not even my article, right? I'm just curating it saying, here's what I thought was great about it. Check this article out. And because of that, people are always like, Patty, there's no sense in me going anywhere. I know you're going to know. So I've just become the go-to person for that information. All I've done is cataloged it in Google Drive. Mm. And to take that the next step, 
further is when I connect with people, like say on LinkedIn. So here's my LinkedIn strategy, sort of the same thing. Everybody that I know that does this thing really great or does, you know, here's the best person who blogs great, does this great, does that great. I also have that in a spreadsheet. Mm. I'm a real, my Google Drive, right? <clears throat> here's what I do when I connect with people on LinkedIn. I thank them, you know, I send them a message, thank them for connecting, yada, yada, yada. Look at what they do for a living there. It tells me everything on Google, I mean, on LinkedIn. And then what I do is I send it back a thing. I say, you know what? If you thought we were a great connection, here's 10 other people I think you might want to think about connecting. And all I do is go to my thing and say, based on what they do, who are 10 other industries of people that'd be interested? I copy and paste them into that. I'm of service and value, but here's the thing. They always write back to me and be like, wow, Patty, blah, blah, blah. But you want to know what they always ask me the most? How do I get to be on the list of the people that you're telling other people wow. they should connect to, wow. right? Mm-hmm. It's not just that I connected them to those 10 people. What they want mm-hmm. to, how do I get to be on that list of the people that you're telling everybody else they should connect with? Mm-hmm. And I say, that's how I build relationships. And when I built a relationship with you, then I want to be able to serve them. So I serve my network all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what's important to me. And that's kind of part of the service part. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, in all of those things that I just told you, probably I do that in a whole day in less than 45 minutes. Wow. Wow. And then you just, do you have it at a specific time in the day for you? Like what yes, would you I recommend? I start my morning coffee. I do coffee. Yeah. I have my day. I know what my goal is for the day. Yep. <clears throat> I know what my goal is for the day. And when my day's over, my day isn't over till I hit my goal. Wow. Wow. And I just know every day that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be connecting people to each other. I'm going to do intros. I'm going to pass out business cards that aren't mine. Mm. And guess what happens? People start doing it for you. Mm. Wow. And I you, know sometimes you, people say, wow, Patty, that sounds like a lot of work. I'm like, nope, I just open up my Google Drive and copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. Yeah. Very easy, very quick, and it really works. Yeah, and it's just committing to the process, having the discipline to say, this is what will move the needle. Because we're in such a relationship-based day and age today, you know? Like, I think the the word of mouth, the referral, that is still the primary way of generating business, the most effective way, the most efficient way. Like, people might be doing Facebook ads. That's all great, too. But if we're not taking care of our relationships and nurturing those relationships, it's almost like we're we're stepping over mountains and piles and mines of gold that we could be, like, really serving sure. and connecting people with. There's two things that I'm going to say right now that are the most important. First thing is, if you ask people, how do you get business? People will say word of mouth, Mm. right? That's how most people will say. But you know what I'm going to say? Word of mouse is Uh. just as important as word of mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Word of mouse in the day and age that we live in is just as important as word of mouth. So that's the first thing I'm going to say. The second thing that I'm going to say, probably been quoted for for more than anything, is this. When you meet somebody, they're just a contact. Hmm. That's them. You met them, they're a contact. But the only difference between a contact and a contract Hmm. is the R. And the R stands for relationships. Contact, contract. One R, and it stands for relationships. That's how you convert. And that's where the revenue is in the relationships. So good. I want to I talk about that 
transition process, right? Because okay. we talk about contact, we talk about contract. What has to happen in there to have have people, um, you know, sign up for your services? It's it's um, the referral, but what what do we get to do as service providers to make sure that that happens? The thing that has really worked for me is being able to put the pieces together. Yeah. I find that what happens. And it kind of all depends on what kind of mindset somebody has, right? We all have different skills, right? I'm in marketing and media. So it's easy for me to, I like to say I'm an idea generator and a dot connector. Like I just connect the dots for people, right? So it's easy for me. The easier you can make it for someone, the easier it is for them to say yes. So putting the pieces together and positioning it properly yeah. is what is really all about, right? You know, it's really what is about so when that's why when i introduce people i just position it properly when i all the things that i'm doing i'm just setting it up right from the get-go to do that because it takes just as much time to do it right as it takes so much more time to go back later right not to mention the fact that it's just easier i'll even give you an example so i have a magazine which you know um and i have columnists in my magazine so just recently I was telling them, I give them these nice, beautiful graphics for every single social media platform, right? Mm -hmm. So I told them, I said, okay, guys, you're all going to go out and you're going to promote, right? Oh, yes, we're, they're all going to do it. We all know that you have a podcast. People go out, they put it on Facebook, cited to speak, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. Now they're done with that. And now it's crickets. But here's the thing. People miss the most important thing. So this is what I tell them. Okay, guys. There is 15 people who write for the magazine. There's five major social media platforms. So how many times can you say to people, oh, read my article in the magazine? Mm. But if you were promoting all the other people, so think of it, 15 articles times five people times every single one of them, it's 750 more times all roads lead back to the same magazine. Right. So if they're going and you're talking about the other people in the magazine, they're going to the same magazine that you write for. Wow. So the bottom thing here is and if you promote them, there's 15 of you that are writing. Right. If you promote all 15 of those articles. Right. On all five platforms. Think about how many times you are going to be promoted across all those platforms. And they were like, oh, wow, Patty, I never thought about that. Right. So people don't really I call that marketing math. Right. Wow. They don't understand marketing math. Yeah. And so for me, it's my job to explain it to them. Right. So sometimes explaining to people how it works mm -hmm. and why you want them. It's kind of like when we were a kid and our parents were telling us what to do. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, you're like, you didn't really like it. But if they said, oh, well, if you do this, this is what's going to happen. You're like, oh, OK. Mm -hmm. Same thing now. We're grownups. Tell people why. So when I said to them, this is how you're going to get promoted 750 more times. They're like, oh, I'm in. So Go just ahead. tell them it and the same thing when you connect people when you're telling people about a podcast every single thing i do i feel like my job is when i'm done is to replace myself mm. every stage i step on and i speak every podcast that i'm on mm. my goal then is not to just promote that before during and after mm. but to replace myself and introduce five people that i know to that podcast host to introduce five people i know because if somebody was hiring speakers mm. and I was on their stage and they thought I was a great speaker. And of course they would think that, but <laughs> right. And when I get done, it's like, Oh, I know right now you're not thinking about speakers, right? Mm. Cause the event's over, 
But when you're ready, now that I know your demographic, I know your audience, I've seen how you like to serve, when you're ready to do it, I know many speakers that would fit and serve you well. Let me know. They're like, oh, perfect. So people come to me and say, oh, Patty, we're looking for speakers for this, this, and this. Who can you recommend? Oh, Patty, we're looking for guests for a podcast. Who can you recommend? Mm. Patty, we're looking for whatever, because I replace myself all the time in everything I do. Patty, this is this is gold. I, I really hear just such a giving mindset and giving heart in all that you do. And it all comes back around. It all, it all like comes back to you because whatever you give out, you get back in return. I just, mm -hmm. I love, I love the way that you, you do business. It's, it's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. It, it, I really, it's like what you said about that home, right? It's really about those relationships yeah. that you build with people. And I think that you know, they're always like, oh, Patty, like, what do you do and how can I serve you? Because really, honestly, when people do things for us, that's not why you should be doing it. But if people do things for you, they want to serve you, too. Yeah. Right. They really, really do. Then your job is to be able to teach them how to serve you well. Yeah. And there's an example for that, too. So let me tell you. So have you ever had somebody introduce you, whether in any way you're thinking you're listening to them and they're like, oh, my gosh, she's so wonderful. and whatever, but they don't really tell anybody exactly what you do or in the way you're like, oh, well, that was really nice words, but it really didn't serve you exactly how right. you would want it to be introduced, right? right? When I'm doing introductions for people, I always tell everybody, could you please send me, you know, a few sentences of exactly what do you want me to tell people if I was doing an introduction for you? Yes. That's like question two, what's the value you bring to the marketplace? Yeah. So this way, when I do introductions, I put my spin on it. I say how wonderful they are, but I make sure that exactly what they want hmm. is in there so that this way they're represented exactly like what they want. I didn't skip over the part they wished I would have told. Mm -hmm. Right. So I make sure if you're going to do it, just wow. do it right. <laughs> Wow. That's, and, and that's, that, that's, that's she too. Yeah. And that's so powerful to be ready to equip people with that so that they can introduce you effectively and promote you effectively. Cause oftentimes we have this good intention and people like love us and they appreciate us and they're like, I want to promote you. And then they go and share something and it's good. It's, it's, you know, like it, they cared enough to do it. And did it hit the mark on what, you know, really educates people on what we do and to, to make that powerful, effective introduction. I think a lot of people have good intentions, but don't execute effectively on introductions. Because I just don't think people really understand how to serve someone. So here's another, I think it's a gold nugget, but yeah. hey, maybe you won't, but <laughs> yes. I think it's a gold nugget. So here's one of the things. So when you have a conversation with someone, you have coffee. Maybe you didn't, you get to know them. Maybe you belong to the same networking group or the same type of organization. You know, you're all in podcasters. You're all like, there's some affinity you have together. Sure. And you may not have hired them, right? I mean, they, you may not have a business where you needed to hire them, but you can certainly speak to their integrity and, mm -hmm. and who they are. Every single person that I meet for coffee, whether it's virtual or not, the very next thing I do, we actually do it when we're together. I use it as a teaching point. Mm. I say, let's get our phones out right now. Like we're sitting having coffee or we're on the phone. Let's get our phones out and we leave each other five-star reviews on our Facebook business page. Yeah. 
and or Google page, depending upon what type of business. So think about it. If every single person you had coffee with left you a five-star review. So whether that's a review on your podcast, a review on your Facebook business page, a LinkedIn recommendation, we do it together while we're right there. And it's kind of like the wrap up yeah. and we served each other. So if nothing else happened, we served each other right there in that moment. Wow. Patty, this is, this is great stuff. I want to ask if someone hasn't yet put all this time and energy into nurturing their, their network and their contacts, and they are launching a book or something like that or something coming up, um, what's the best way that they can go about engaging their contacts and their network without like being overly, um, let's say like transactional, like, Hey, you know, or, or, or salesy or just, um, wanting to take, 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 like, how do they, if they got a deadline I'm launching this thing and I really care about people and I want to serve them. And I also want to be promoting this thing. What would be the best way that you would recommend accomplishing both of those at the same time? That's a good question. So I would do a couple things. So I'm really big on list building. Mm -hmm. Remember when I told you about those 100,000 people in the beginning, right? So I'm really big on list building, but more importantly than that, I'm really big on nurturing that list. Mm -hmm. And there's something to be said for having a stick strategy. And what I mean by stick strategy is why should they stick around? Because it's really easy to get people to subscribe, but it's just as easy for them to unsubscribe, yep. right? So how are they going to stay? So one of the things that I do is twice a year, I vet my list. Because the bottom line is you're paying for every single person to be on your list. Yep. So if they're not going to ever buy from you. They just really don't think the value. It doesn't help you to have them be on a list. This isn't like, oh, I have this many people on my list. <laughs> right. So it's size doesn't matter. Yep. Right. So it's more important for them to be engaged. Mm -hmm. So twice a year, I vet my list. And basically, I just write to them. And I ask them and tell them, I want to honor you by making sure that I am always sending you relevant content that you're interested in, please click below on all the things that you would like to get information. And I literally have these little buttons and they click on them. What? And each one of those things they click on actually goes to a segmented list. So they're literally moving themselves into the list that they need to be in for me. So it's kind of almost like doing my segmentation. I segment everything. And that kind of keeps my lead my list cleaned up. So that's the first thing that I do. But if somebody wasn't doing that, right, you really need to be thinking about that before. So obviously you didn't write a book today right. and you're going to launch it tomorrow, right? <laughs> so same for a course. So whatever that thing is, you need to be thinking about those things first. Mm. A lot of people hire me for those kind of things, like how to get that platform ready. Yeah. But you want to be able to do that. Like how can I talk to them about these things? So first you're going to nurture. That's the number one thing. And how can you do that? Mm -hmm. Two, you're going to get really clear on who are the people for this project. Mm -hmm. So here's the other thing I'm going to tell you. A lot of people like to teach about target market, mm -hmm. right? Oh, you make sure it's your target market. Here's what I'm going to say. What I'm going to say is target market's only step one. Really, it's about finding your target buyers. Mm -hmm. Target market are people who have a problem and you have a solution. Your target buyer is somebody who has the problem, you have the solution, and they're actively looking for the yes. solution. Same thing for when you have events. I don't want butts in seats. I want buyers in seats, right? Yeah. I'm in marketing and media. So that's very important, yeah. right? So you want to make sure that you're talking to buyers, not just your target market. So how you're going to be able to do that is by nurturing them beforehand and spending the time before you launch that book 
or course first. Second step is to look into your network, right? And if you don't have it yet, then start making the list of who those people are. So you need to be thinking to yourself, I've helped many people do this before. Um, what you want to be able to do is like, okay, so if I was going to launch this course on marketing, mm -hmm. right? So I was going to launch this course, or you're going to have a book on XYZ, right. social media, whatever the case may be, who else serves my market in a completely different way? Yeah. Start making that list of the people you already know. And if you don't know them, guess what? You have time to get to know them and go look for them before you launch that book. Yep. But if you do, you probably already do. You may not have gone to the depth of, of building that relationship as well as you have, but you probably do know them already. What you want to know is, well, who would that be? Maybe it's a graphic designer. Maybe it's mm -hmm. a website person. Maybe it's somebody who does funnels. Maybe it's a social media manager, whoever they are. Then what I do and I've done this with every launch I've ever done for me and my clients, then I go to them and I say, okay, so here's the thing. I'm going to be launching this. Now, we could be talking about affiliate marketing. That's something different. This is promotional marketing. Promo marketing is what I call this. Affiliate marketing works. It's just something different, not what I'm referring to right now. Okay. Promo marketing, what I'm talking about, is going to them and saying, okay, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to launch my book and on you know, day one, I want everybody to buy my book on day one, right? Yep. Would you be willing to offer something, some download that you have that takes no time? Mm -hmm. Would you be willing to give that away to them, right? And then I literally, you know, have 10 people that are willing to give me all these things. It doesn't take any time. They've already done it. Wow. Like It's a download for them. And then literally you can go out and say, hey, buy my book on this day and you get this and you get this and you get this and you get this and they get all these things of which they're going to love them too. Yeah. And now those people are, Oh, and let me not forget this part that all those things they're giving you, they have to opt into those things. Mm -hmm. So now that grows their email address too, right? Grows their list too. People are opting into it because they want to get that information. That's why you want to make sure it is, people who serve your market too. Right. Not like all over the place like some people do, right? You know, make sure that you're staying congruent there with that. People will want to do it. If somebody said to me, oh, Patty, I'm launching a book and I'm going to be doing this. Would you give me some free, what I mean, like every day, all day long? Mm. Like I've already done that work. I'm not having to do anything, but give them a link to a landing page of which I'm giving them all this free information. So that's super easy to be able to do when you're doing a launch. Just reach out to your network. Mm -hmm. Patty, that's just an example. This is, this is gold. I love it. I love it. Um, I want to talk about media because you are big in media. Um, yes. what, what do you think is important? Because there's all kinds of different content that we can create. Facebook posts, LinkedIn, YouTube, doing interviews. Like, What's important in creating media for us, for our personal brand, to be able to impact and serve more people and grow our business? Oh, I love this. Okay, so there's two things. One, you create content, okay. right? So you create content, and then there's curating content. Okay. So for those that don't know what that is, curating content is when you didn't write it. Mm -hmm. And that's really fabulous. <laughs> so here's how that works. So how many times have you been on social media? Like think about Twitter, right? Or LinkedIn and people write articles, all these people that you know, and they're like, oh, top 10 ways to do this or that, right? Mm -hmm. Here's where you get to curate. You get to share that post 
and you get to say, oh, I really love number three and four. Mm -hmm. I'm going to add number seven to my list for sure. Not quite sure I agree with number nine Mm -hmm. or whatever your opinion is, right? I'm going to tell you that if you do that versus just promote that, you're going to get about 300% more engagement. You know why? Because people want to know why you think three and four is so good. And why don't you like number nine? Wow. Like we can't help ourselves. Mm. So you can use curated content all the time. And even if you never created any content, you could become an authority mm. just by giving your opinion on other people's content. So that is one way that you can do that there. And then get back to that. Will you tell me what the rest? Of, I think I went off on a tangent. <laughs> I want to make sure that I'm answering the question properly. Yeah, this is this is great. It's like, how do we use media? There's, there's okay, so media. much. That's yeah, right. that's where we're. I should have got that because that's what I do. Right. <laughs> so really, for media, I think more important than creating yeah. is really how do you leverage? Yes. Media. So yes. you should be talking at doing leveraging your media before, during, and after. Mm. So if you're a speaker. You should be taking a picture of the room. You should be telling us you're going to be speaking there. When you get there, we should see the room. You're going to be speaking, taking pictures of your collateral you're going to give out. Mm. Who was there after? I mean, there's so many ways to promote that. If you're on a podcast, you should be telling people you're going to be there before. Mm. You should be talking about all the different key points that were going to be there. You should be saying wonderful things about the podcast. Person who's the host, they don't always get to get on there and talk about themselves, right? Mm. It's our job to promote them so they love you and tell everybody they should have you on their show right and stuff though sincerely not makeup sincerely i always go look listen find out stuff i love the way you do this i love the way you do that you want to make sure that you're doing that but you really need to come up with different ways that you can newsjack so newsjacking is super big which is really finding something that's happening in the world that you can implement your business into it. Here's an example. I have a client, I have several clients that are financial advisors. Mm-hmm. Last year when all those hurricanes were hitting on the East Coast, you ever notice that news people repeat themselves over and over? You're thinking, man, don't they have anything new to say? Because they say the same thing over <laughs> and over. You know why? Because we haven't given anything new to say. They want something new to say. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I said, okay, we're going to newsjack this. They're all talking about, oh, you have to worry about what are you going to do in an emergency? They may have to evacuate. Be prepared for that emergency. Mm-hmm. I said to my client, why aren't people prepared for emergencies in their finances? Mm-hmm. So we went and did went with that hook and we had her on every single radio show, every TV channel. We had her at Capitol Hill as mm-hmm. everybody wanted to talk about being ready for your financial emergency, which we got to just use that as a hook. Some famous ones are when a couple of years ago, you guys may remember in the Super Bowl when the lights all went out, Oreos were up in like five minutes. You can dip Oreos in the dark. They knew how to news jack. So you need to be able to figure out anytime anything happens, how can you put your business into that? So that's one way you can use it. The second way you can use it that I think is really good is to be able to, and you can do this locally Mm. or nationally, works really well locally though, is whatever something is happening, being able to align that with a cause. So here is an example. So I have a friend and colleague that lives in California and she actually has a gallery, like a, a gallery that she has attached to her office. She puts local artists art on the gallery and every time all these charities need someplace to wine and dine their people, so to speak. 
she invites them to come into her gallery and she hosts that and she becomes a sponsor. Then she has somebody come bring wine and cheese and stuff and they come in and then she has these local artists and she gets to get in front of all those donors and all those people that the media come in to talk about this great charity and she's just donating the room. She did nothing. Wow. All she did was donate the room and she is in every newspaper. She's in all on all the news. So really, how can you serve, right? right. This always comes back to being of service and be able to offer things to somebody that literally costs you nothing, but you can help somebody else and it can literally get done. At all my events, every single event that I have, I always have things there for all kinds of charities that have to do with things from school supplies. You know, there's never enough school supplies for kids. I ran one at a women's conference once and literally all we did was, this one I'll try to say without getting choked up, but you know, it's Mother's Day. And you want me to tell you how many kids can't do anything for their mothers? They just don't have enough money. So I said, I went to all the movie theaters and asked them to donate tickets to the movies. And we gave them out to kids so that they could take their mom to the movies. It costs nothing, but we got written up in the media for it everywhere. There's, there's so many like opportunities that if people just knew how to look for it, how to see it, which is what your trained eyes and you know years and decades of experience, that helps people see that stuff, these opportunities that so many people are are sleeping on or just aren't aware of yet. So I, I love this, Patty. This is powerful. I want to talk a little bit about marketing because I know that you have a, a five, five questions to ask to know how to make a decision, a marketing decision. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So one of the things I always like to say, so think of this visualization of a table. Yeah. So think of a beautiful table, right? So every time an opportunity comes to the table, <laughs> right? Each one of those four legs should be thinking about something in your business. So mm. one leg for me is services. One leg is products. One leg is speaking, right? Those are the areas of my business. But the fourth leg is philanthropy. Things that people ask me to do that just feel good to my soul. I don't necessarily have to make money, mm. right? So whenever something comes to that table, so you always want to think about what do you want to do, but you always have to make decisions, yeah. right? Is this a good marketing decision for me? Yeah. So I always ask myself these five questions. So the first question is, what is the absolute ideal outcome that I want to come out of this marketing project, right? What is that outcome? The second thing is, what would make it an absolute no-brainer? Like, you know, it's super easy. What would make this a no-brainer for me? Okay. The third one is who do I know that could help me to execute it faster? Like, I don't can't even tell you. A lot of times it's getting to the marketplace, right? You yeah. know, come up with lots of ideas, but if they don't leave your living room, they're still just an idea, yep. right? How can you help execute it faster? The fourth one is, is there somebody out there that I've been wanting to collaborate and do a joint venture with that this is perfect? for me to reach out to them and bring them in. Mm. And then the last thing is, does it align with my values and support my target market and or target buyers? Mm. So I don't do anything if it doesn't align with my values and beliefs, and I want to make sure that it serves my target market slash buyers. So if it hits those five, it's a yes, let's do it. If it doesn't, we've got to have another discussion, but I got to tell you, Back in the day, I used to be one of those people that I was like, I would analyze to I was paralyzed, mm -hmm. right? You know, I would just 
look at everything and be like, oh, but this and that. And I could think up a good story both ways. I finally had to come up with criteria because I need to make decisions fast in my yes, business. Yes. And marketing decisions really need to be made quickly because you can miss the opportunity. Yes. And I always like to say the best opportunity, so the best op is other people's people. Mm. What your op stands for other people's people. So whenever there's an opportunity and it's going to get you in front of other people's people that happen to be your target as well, yeah. then that's when you really need to do it. Right. Uh, and this is really relates with joint ventures, which I wanted to dive into just a little bit more. Um, what do you think it takes to have someone say yes to wanting to JV with you, to, to wanting to partner up and create synergy with you? Like, what do you think that is? So I have on my website, I just actually literally have a tab just for that that says, let's JV together. Wow. But here's what I'm going to tell you. I think it is the most important thing is you've had time to think about it. When you're approaching somebody, they're being blindsided. They have no idea. So they haven't had the time to think about it like you, right? If you want somebody to say yes, what you need to do is you need to be able to approach them and tell them, here's what I am going to do, mm -hmm. right? Here's my skills, and this is what I am going to do. Here's what I need you to do. Here's what I would love you to do, your yep. skill. And here is how it's going to serve both of our audience. Wow. And when you do that and you can tell them, you know, this is how much time it's going to take. This is what I need you to do. It's so much easier for them to make a decision. Yep. But I'm going to tell you when you want a joint venture. So here's like, I'll even be really kind of authentic here and tell you, I don't like to write copy. That is really my downfall. I, I, I can talk, but just making myself write it. I can modify good and put everything in marketing words, but yep. like writing it down with white paper, yep. like really not my thing. Yep. So for me, most of the collaborations I do with people yeah. is I have good relationships with like five really amazing copywriters. Wow. And when I do things, first thing I do is go to my copywriter and say, okay, here's the deal. They're not a marketer. Mm. I'll do all the marketing. I want you to write all the copy. Wow. And then we'll bring in somebody else. And say, oh, look at this. Somebody over here is a graphic designer and they're going to do all the graphic design for us. Right. You know, oh, here's somebody over here who do all the landing pages, whatever. So I'm going to tell you that gets to the marketplace a whole lot faster mm. when you do that. And it doesn't always mean I think what people think a lot of times that means is you're always like um, splitting all the money. Mm. But sometimes you can collaborate on things that it isn't that way at all. So you don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. But it is very, very important for everyone to mm. know what they're going to do and yeah. to get it written down in an agreement so that everybody knows what's supposed to do and everybody signs it because that's how things kind of get hairy is when people don't know exactly what they're supposed to do or they think somebody else was going to do something else. Yeah. It, it works much better if everybody's written down what their deliverables are going to be and deadlines. And it's a really a great way to be able to do it. Yeah. I'd say that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of newer entrepreneurs and people who want to come together in a team they're like oh all the possibilities everything's possible and then what when it, when things aren't getting executed in the way that we wanted to in the vision then it's like okay well who was responsible and having like specific team um roles like i feel like that's a, a big it's something that's missing. A lot of people aren't willing to have that conversation. It's uncomfortable sometimes like to say, all right, well, here's what you need to do for this to, to be valuable for both of us and to succeed in this project. Here's what I will do. And here's my share of, of the value that I'm bringing to this project. And I think it, it can be uncomfortable to do that, but to be clear in the beginning, that way there's no unmet expectations and things falling apart later on. 
And I think people should ask questions too. For mm. example, you know, sometimes people will ask you to speak on a summit or yeah. to do these things. And, you know, they'll say, oh, I want to get on a call with you. And then they want these questions they're going to ask you, right? Oh, I want you to share it to your list twice. I want you to do this. And so they're very clear in what they want you to do. Yeah. And so for me, I have criteria for that too. It's like, wait a second, I have a question. I said, what's the marketing plan? They're like, what? I'm like, I want to know, am I the marketing plan? Or do you actually have a marketing plan, right? You know, you need to know what is it that they're going to do as well as what is it that you're going to do. And that way it's really good for both of you. And I want to know who's the demographic? Like, who are we trying to meet? And who are the other speakers? I can't believe that people don't ask who else is involved in the project. Because if they don't have, if their people are not your people, you're not really getting in front of other people's people if they're not your people. So ask better questions. Don't be afraid to ask. Patty, this is this is fire. We're just we're just getting started up in here. I can feel it. there's so much more that we could be covering. And I know you have a, a bountiful array of how people can stay connected with you and take next steps. Let's tell them how they can do that, Patty. What can they do next? So they can connect with me if they go to pattyfarmer.com. Okay. All my social media and everything is there. So that's how they can connect with me if they really want to kind of stay involved with me then go to marketingmediamoney.com no and just marketingmediamoney.com they can get a lifetime subscription to my magazine wow I love it. You're you're just so powerfully positioned, Patty. Just everything about what you're doing is is rad. So if you're listening right now, you definitely want to connect more with Patty. She's just like you're you're such a giver. You do it from this pure place of service, of contribution, and you produce results for yourself and for your clients. It is beautiful, Patty. So go to marketingmediamoney.com, go to pattyfarmer.com, stay connected with this powerhouse. Patty, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. We'll see you soon, okay? All right. Bye. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you wanna clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality and make every day your best day ever. <laughs>